talking today with Dale Kramer. And Dale, you're from Hampton, from the Atlanta area, and it's good to have local artists in the area and get to know more about them. How did you get started writing fiction? Actually, I didn't start writing until I was about 43 years old. I was uh, an electrician all my life. And uh, I, I think at that point, uh, God turned things around for me. And uh, I ended up staying at home to take care of my kids. We made some some choices about raising the kids based on what we believed. And uh, I ended up staying home. And we thought it was going to be pretty much a sacrifice just to stay one of us to give up the income and stay home with the kids and uh, started writing during their naps and it kind of turned into a career it it was uh, I think it was pretty much a God thing there are mileposts along the way that that point to uh, some divine intervention I think (laughs) that's the only way you can get from being a a construction worker to an author Mm -hmm. Now you're from Atlanta. Or you're in Atlanta now. You live in Atlanta, but that's not always been the case. I have lived in the uh, on, on the south side of Atlanta since the late '60s. We moved here when I was a teenager. My father was in the army, and I was I was an army brat. I was raised all over the place. Born in Germany. And your wife also traveled around a lot growing up. I understand. Yes, yes, she was an army brat as well. We met each other in church. Uh, here after we moved here and with your your kids obviously have grown up in one place and yeah it's the strangest thing (laughs) it's it's completely different a completely different experience for my kids where both of us were raised all over the world um they never even they they never saw another house or even another car until they were about 12 years old we had everything was the same for them very very consistent now, all I'm reading about your book, it's uh, and it's called Bad Ground. It's a Christian fiction, and it's it's not all pansies and roses and nice sunsets. It's it's got some dirt in it. And my wife does some some art, and she always takes note of the art that has dirt roads in it, and not just all grassy hills and things. And so, tell us about that. Incorporating, in fact, the setting is quite unusual. Just just give us a background of the book and and. Some of the things that have, that you brought to the forefront of the book, um, including the dirt, warts, and all. Well, I, I think all of it wraps around the theme of bad ground. The theme of the book is that God gives us the most remarkable gifts in in the very darkest of places. He gives us the brightest gifts in the darkest places, and it goes through that theme goes through every story and every character in the book, uh, and it's set. In a uh, on a tunnel project in a water treatment plant that's that actually exists, by the way, on the south side of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I worked there about 20 years ago, and the theme of the book actually comes from an experience that I had as a result of working on that job. Um, I was uh, I was very badly burned mm-hmm. uh, and spent about six weeks in the burn unit at Grady uh, as a result of an accident that happened on that job, an explosion. And I learned a great deal about myself and and about God and about his people and what they do. And the people who did things for me while I was in the hospital taught me a great deal and gave me some some new insights into what it really means to, to be a child of God. And it all came out of the worst experience of my life. And I think that that's the theme 
that uh, that worked its way into this book, and it's it's kind of been rattling around in my head for 20 years. I, I you know, I've I've been thinking about this story for a, a long time, and um, it, it all comes through that way, and that's I I believe that I believe that if we only look at the uh, at the flowers, uh, we miss some of God's most important messages, and and I think if we pay attention to when we're in those dark times, um, that's where God will reveal himself to us in some really remarkable ways. Now, obviously, that's the theme of this book. And I, I know I think with the first book that you wrote, I, I read that um, that your writing is very marketable even for secular fiction. But you've chosen to go a direction which is writing from an, from an inspirational standpoint, writing from, from a, for Christian fiction uh, and for that marketplace. What, uh, what was the defining point for you to choose Christian fiction over just a standard fiction? Because uh, possibly there, maybe more money in that. Yeah, uh, and, and that really was the way I wanted to go in the beginning. I did not set out to be a, a Christian author. There was an incident with my son after I started staying home and uh, I wrote short stories for about a year and had some success getting those published and then I decided that it was time to write a book because frankly they don't pay for short stories <laughs> and and they do pay for books so I, I thought well if I can publish short stories I can probably publish a book and so I, I was trying to choose between uh, three different stories that I wanted to use as a as a foundation for a novel, and the the uh, the first two were I think very good commercial ideas that would have done well uh, in the secular market, and uh, and might have made me rich and famous, you know. Right. Um, and the third, the uh, there was a distant third idea that I had that was about this broken down old biker who who crashes into a mountain resort town and and has an experience with God, but I knew that that would be uh, a Christian story, and I was really reluctant to do that because I knew nothing about the market and and didn't think that it would uh, make me rich and famous, mm-hmm. and and so that was I mean that was really not what I wanted to do, but every time I started considering this, um, somebody would email me or or come up to me and say something. Somebody would suggest that I do this story about this broken down biker who has an experience with God. They had read the uh, the the first chapter, the short story that I had done mm-hmm. that leads into the book, and somebody would always interrupt my thinking process by suggesting that I do this book. And mm-hmm. I thought, you know, that's sometimes that's the way God talks to us. Uh, when you're thinking about something and you're rolling it over in your mind, he'll he'll have somebody mm-hmm. come up and suggest something to you. And it was interesting that they always suggested the same thing. And so um, I was deliberating one morning on that process. My son and I, my four-year-old son and I, were digging up the foundation of the house because we had water problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was waiting for him to finish his breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this, and that morning I had read about Gideon laying his fleece. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this would be a good time to uh, to test that theory. 
And I've never done it before. I don't much believe in testing God. But that morning, for some reason, I felt moved to do that. And so as we were going out to work, my son came in, dragged me by the arm and said, Uh let's go to work. And uh, he dragged me outside. And uh, as I was going out the door, I, I just said a brief prayer. I said, you know, if this is the book, if this... This biker thing is the book you want me to do, then uh, show me my keys. Mm-hmm. I had lost my keys the day before while mm-hmm. unloading a truckload of gravel down in the woods. Uh-huh. And, uh, and it got dark, and I couldn't find them. And that morning, the first thing that occurred to me was I'm still looking for my keys. And so I said to God, you know, I've laid this fleece out there. And I said, if, you, <laughs> if this is what you want me to do, here's a test. Show uh-huh. me my keys. Uh-huh. And I thought, well, okay, this will be definitive. I'll walk out there and walk right up on my keys. And it didn't happen. I went out and uh, I spent 45 minutes in my own efforts searching frantically all through the gravel pile mm-hmm. and the deep leaves and in my truck and under my truck and mm-hmm. everywhere I could think to look for my keys and could not find them at all. And I was standing on top of the gravel pile, despondent, thinking about uh is this is this an answer is this a no or is this silence <laughs> right and my son came up now the, you have to know the theme of the book is about sow's ears about mm-hmm. the uh the notion that if god wants to make a silk purse he'll 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 start with a sow's ear every time and that he uses the foolish to shame the wise mm-hmm. and my son came up and and i was standing there distraught (laughs) on top of the gravel pile wondering what god was thinking and my little four-year-old wrapped his arm around my leg and said what you doing and i said i'm looking for my keys and he bent over just that quick and stuck his finger in the gravel exactly halfway between my feet and held up my keys (laughs) and said is this them (laughs) goodness and uh I was shamed, <laughs> yeah. and and I felt that that was a clear enough uh, answer to the test that I had laid. Uh, it was more than clear. It had a sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel sometimes that God actually laughs at us <laughs> right. in our smallness. Now, you, you talked about how you've you've just been writing since since your mid forties or so. Had you suppressed that talent of writing? Had you always wanted to write, but just sort of said, "Well, that's you know, that's that's for authors, and and I'm not an author. I'm I'm a, I'm a worker." Had you suppressed it long enough and finally realized it was a talent that was God-given and that you brought to the forefront, and, and finally uh, started using it for for His glory? I think, uh, yeah, I always wanted to be an author, and I think I went through my life saving up the tools that I would need to do that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, always believing in the back of my mind that this is never going to happen and I'm never going to have the opportunity. And I never really uh, pursued it mm-hmm. until uh, after I was staying home with the kids. I, I took on a night job building an office for a friend of mine. And uh, he and I got in an argument one night about labor management stuff. He's always been management and I've mm-hmm. always been labor. And we... We had this ongoing debate, and 
he finally said, you know, I still don't agree with anything you say, but you say it very well. And he mm-hmm. said, why don't you uh, go home and write an article? And he said, I think I know a magazine who will publish it. So I did, and uh, I brought it back to him. I remember it was 2,400 words to start with, and he said, uh, cut it in half. He said, it's too long, cut it in half. Mm-hmm. So I cut it down to 1,200 words and brought it back to him, and he said, cut it in half again. <laughs> so I cut it down to 600 words, and uh, and I took it back to him. And he said, this is really good, and I learned something in the process. Sure. Uh, and and. Industry Week actually published the article in uh, 95. So, um, and it was that, I think, that got me started thinking, maybe I can do this, you know. But uh, it all came out of uh, coming home to stay with the kids, and it's just one accident after another. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like I've been channeled into this. And the second book is Back, Bad Ground. The third book that you have written is called Levi's Will, and that's coming out this summer. Uh, tell us about the synopsis of the, of the storyline of that book. Levi's will is is loosely based, very loosely. I, I need to point that out uh, on my father's experiences. My my father left the Amish as a teenager. Mm-hmm. He was raised Amish and uh, and left as a teenager, and uh, ran away and changed his name so his father couldn't find him, and it it took him. Uh, most of his life to get back into the good graces of his father and there's a lot in that story about uh, legalism versus grace mm-hmm. and and how we fail to forgive each other um, not every prodigal son story has has the same happy ending or right. at least not not right away and so that'll be coming out in june is that right right that's the the release date is june 1st Who's the publisher for these books? Bethany House in Minneapolis. How'd you get hooked up with them? Would you just send out um, samples of your of your writings and and see who bit? Uh, no, actually, I, the process I went through was I found an agent first, mm-hmm. and the agent uh, found Bethany House for me and, and uh, sold the book to them, which I'm really glad I did because I've got a good agent who's a who's a, a good editor, and she helped me straighten out some things with the first book before we sent it to them. The book Bad Ground has received some wonderful recommendations, in fact, reviews from Publishers Weekly, uh, and something uh, not only just a great review from Publishers Weekly, but as 2004 has come to an end and now we're into a new year and reviewing all the books written last year, Dale, uh, Bad Ground came up as a, as a, as a big hit with, with Publishers Weekly. Tell us about that. Well, they, they've chosen it as uh, one of their best books of 2004, they have reviewed, I think, during the year, something like 1,300 uh, books in the general fiction category. And they've chosen 47 of them for their best books of 2004. And, and Bad Ground was chosen for that list. Uh, the reviewers have been really kind to this book. And to be on their best list is, is really quite an honor, uh, because, especially because it's it's not... A specifically uh, religion list. It's their mm-hmm. their general category, so they have uh, some some big name authors on there, uh, and it's quite an honor to be included on that list. In fact, you mentioned earlier it's the it's the only CBA book that's been listed here. As far as I know, yes, it's the only CBA book that's ever made uh, Publishers Weekly's Best of the Year list. So certainly a book we'll want to be checking out and. 
Uh, is the book available in most bookstores, most Christian bookstores, or is it through special order? It, <clears throat> as far as I know, it's available in in all the Christian bookstores, and uh, also you know the Barnes and Nobles and Books a Million, and you can order it from Amazon. Okay. Uh, now it's been about six months since it came out, so in some places they may be out of stock, and you may have to actually order the book. Mm-hmm. But it is still readily available. You may just need to order it. Well, yours is a story of uh, of perseverance, and and we're glad to see, especially being localized around Atlanta, it, it's it's good to be connected with you, and uh, know that you can come back anytime if you, uh, anytime you write a book, come and let us know about it, and we'll be happy to talk talk with you more about the books. Well, thank you. I appreciate the invitation. How can we contact you? Is there a website or a phone number we can call? I have a website. Uh, it's dalekramer.com. The the company provides that and maintains it and you can contact me through the website you can also order books through the website there's a newsletter there uh where they will they will contact you with information if you want um all of that is is in the website i also have a post office box in hampton it's p.o box 25 hampton 30228 okay good enough del kramer thanks for being here on new life fm thank you